Welcome to the official It's All Dead podcast. The music is dead. Long live the music. Welcome to the official It's All Dead podcast. My name is Kyle Hawk, and um, I'm hosting as always, but I've got a couple special guests with me, and we're doing something a little bit different this time around. We're talking all about Kanye West. We're breaking down his best songs, best albums, and uh, here to help me do it are uh, Brock Benefiel and Jared Hay. Brock, what's up? Not much, Kyle. Just pumped to talk about Kanye as, as usual. I'm the official Yeezy fanatic, so yeah. this is going to be great. It's true. Uh, Jared, what's up? Hey, not much, you know. I am not an official Yeezy fanatic. I have sort of tempered off a little in the past years, but in, you know, the the 100s, 2000s, <laughs> I was a huge fan. So I'm adding that to the conversation. All right. Well, how this happened is uh, Brock, who I've worked with for a while now, just, he's a Kanye West aficionado and kind of helped reinvigorate my interest in Kanye West, who I've you know, been a pretty big fan of for quite a while, but um, Brock really kind of brought it back out of me. And then he brought up, he sent me a list of his 20 favorite Kanye West songs, which of course I had to respond to. And then we started having a Twitter conversation about it. And then Jared jumped in and Jared admittedly, he just admitted he's, he's not really that uh, bright when it comes to Kanye West, but. Or did really many things at all, but it's good to have, it's a good conversationalist. So. I am really good at eavesdropping on Twitter and that's how I got in the conversation. Yeah, so I point. think that speaks to my career as a social media specialist. All right. Well, how this is going to work is because of that whole conversation, we each ended up making a list of our top 20 Kanye West songs. Um, which was actually really fascinating, and we're going to be talking about that. And then we did some power rankings, compiling a whole bunch of data to come up with the definitive top 10 Kanye West songs of all time. There's no arguing this, <laughs> based on the data that I crunched <laughs> through the stats, through a secret survey I did. And we've also got the power rankings for ranking Kanye West albums, we're going to talk about that too. It's really kind of fascinating and interesting. Um, so let's get into it by starting with this. We each did a top 20 list. There's 60 songs yep. in all. Only two songs appear on all three lists, which is absolutely fascinating. I, what, do you, what do you think the reason for that is? I will say that I have not listened, and this goes to me tapering off of my yeezy dumb, but I have not listened to Yeezus. So that, I think you guys share a few more songs that I probably would have added had I been intrigued with Yeezus. We still have six albums, though. So yeah. the idea that there wasn't as much crossover is still pretty astonishing to me. And I think that just speaks to us, the three of us, having very, very different tastes um, in Kanye West music and yeah. sort of different ideas um, as to like what he brings as an artist. So I'm kind of interested to kind of peel that back um, and figure out why, why you guys are Kanye West fans at all. Yeah, that's it right there. I think Kanye's catalog is so diverse you know, there's going to be stuff you like and don't like. And it really does depend a whole lot on your personality and and what kind of mood you like from your music. And I think that's a huge reason why we have these different uh, lists. Just for full disclosure, the um, two songs that appeared on all three lists were All Falls Down, um, which I I think I would have predicted that. That's one of the first songs I would have thought would have been on all three lists. And then the other one was kind of odd, uh, Touch the Sky ended up on all three lists. That was just kind of a random uh, random song that appeared. Um, so I guess to start it off, let's go ahead and 
kind of just run through our top five songs and give a quick explanation for why that happened. Um, I'm all, I'll start. My number one was All Falls Down. I've loved the song since the moment I heard it. That's really the song that Kanye won me over with. Still a classic. Uh, number two um, was Never Let Me Down, also on the College Dropout, which is my favorite album of his. So I guess that's um, kind of clearing the air there. Number three, the only list that this appeared on, uh, Welcome to Heartbreak from 808s and Heartbreak, Kanye West and Kid Cudi together. Oh, did you have it on yours too, Jerry? Yes. Okay. Well, number I, number nine. Okay. Well, there you go. It's a great song. I love 808s and Heartbreak. Brock doesn't. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Number four, and this one really surprised me, Monster. Brock did, That was the first one. When Brock sent me that initial list, I knew I had to make a list because he didn't put Monster. It was the first thing I noticed. I was like, wait, that, he must have made a mistake. And I asked him. He said, no, he didn't. Uh, number five, I put The Good Life from Graduation. It's just a feel-good song. I mean, how do you not like that? Who didn't have that? Was that you, Jared? Yeah, you didn't, didn't have that on no. the list? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Gosh, Gosh, so strange. Maybe it was too feel-good. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's an odd one. Brock, run down your top five. So I started first. off... Um, Similar to you, I picked one from college, from um, the college dropout, um, Through the Wire. That's the song that hooked me on the Kanye too, and I think that that song um, really speaks to what Kanye was trying to accomplish when he made the college dropout, yeah. and has that sense of urgency and uh, insecurity and vulnerability that I like, love from Kanye. Just the fact that he's rapping through his, you know, his jaw wired shut, right. and is still able. This has that kind of classic. Uh, Kanye sound just absolutely love that song Stronger to me is just it's that blow the doors open just like you know, put you back in your seat mm-hmm. unbelievable and just the fact that um, Daft Punk and Kanye were collaborating um, at that time was, right. was pretty in- insane um, All Falls Down same reasons you love it incredible song and then the next two four and five um, different songs but I think uh, four and five Runaway and Blood on the Leaves both extremely ambitious, very risky songs, and the production quality on both of those, um, they're like the rap equivalent of epic poetry. And they're yeah. just both in- just incredible songs to me. And I love the fact, one of the things that um, I think will keep coming up when I say why I like Kanye West, he's able to reinvent himself and keep pushing the bar and keep pushing the limits. And those are both songs that, um, especially Blood on the Leaves, that really could have gone the wrong way if yeah. he didn't do it right. So I, I want to retort here for just a moment because I, I like Blood on the Leaves as well. It, it's definitely not in my top five, but it, it is a good song. It was, uh, I believe, on my top 20. Yeah, it made it to number nine. Here's what I love about Blood on the Leaves, and it's my favorite song on Yeezus. To me, it sounds the most like what Kanye was doing on 808s and Heartbreak. I feel like that album could almost belong on that album. So it's startling to me that that song made it to your top five, but you have such a disdain? I don't know what to call it for 808s and Heartbreak. I certainly don't have a disdain for 808s and Heartbreak. Okay. I think that is, to me, the least interesting album. It hit me at that point um, where maybe you can, maybe this is why you don't like Good Life, where I was really fed up with uh, Autotune and it would just mm. become, it, would, it just it felt like I was awash in that type of music. I love the fact that he made an album where he tried to be Michael Jackson. I think there was there's some great songs on there. I just couldn't find, um, other than Love Lockdown, I didn't, I couldn't find a song that I felt like could compete with my top twenty. So ultimately, yeah. very good, good album. I'm not um, inclined to that concept. I like Kanye because he's a rapper, because he's 
um, intense and dark, even though that it has some really dark themes in it, um, it wasn't it it wasn't as it didn't hit me in the same way as some of his other albums have. Yeah. And just to follow up on a, a couple other things here, uh, we talked about Runaway previously. I think it's a great track, not a top twenty track. Um, you have it at number four. That's a that's a, um, you know, that was a nice coffee pour. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice tea pour. Sorry, I ruined the audio. That's Jared's gonna one. crack open a PBR here in just a moment, and yeah. we'll get that on too. <laughs> um, okay, so through the wire, here's the crazy thing that didn't appear on my list, and it was number one on yours. I think it's a great song. And if I was making a list of like the top 20 like seminal Kanye West songs, not necessarily my favorite, the ones that matter the most, that would have to be, it has to be on the list. Um, why it didn't make it into my top 20, I think that if he'd made that song and his jaw wasn't wired shut when he made it, I'm not sure that I would have, it would have been that interesting, interesting to me. Interesting, yeah. So I don't know. That's that's how that happened. So let's jump over to Jared. Jared's list is going to shock you right off the bat. <laughs> we we were both shocked. I, I think Brock didn't even. He was he was blown away. His song is number one. Yes. I had never heard the song until yeah. Jared sent his list over. And, and you're coming. This is coming from the guy who talks more about Kanye West than pretty much anyone I've ever met. So Jared, go ahead and. I think, even though it's a song that neither of you have heard. It speaks to my juvenile Kanye-dom. Um, so I that I think it's an add-on to graduation or an exclusive download, mm-hmm. but it's John Mayer. Um, the, it's just awesome. Um, he Kanye performed it at a Def Jam um, Slam Poetry. Awesome. Got hooked. It was my ringtone for like four years, and then wow. I hated it, but now I love it. Um, <laughs> Through the Wire, what you guys said. I mean, that was the first Kanye song that... It, it just told his story and told a story, and I really latched onto it there. Um, Everything I Am, that popped in when I was in college. Um, I mean, he's just really introspective in it, and I think I can I can relate to it a little bit. Um, All Falls Down, you both had that in your top five. I mean, yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything different. Um, and then Lost in the World. I'm big Bone of Air fan, so I think that speaks to that and really like it. All right. So, yeah, Bittersweet Poetry is obviously the big surprise. <laughs> I can't get into the song. I'm, I, uh, you know, there, every once in a while there's those Kanye songs that just kind of rub you the wrong way, and yeah. <laughs> whether it's content-wise or the sound of it. And that one, sonically to me, is difficult, and I think content-wise, you can see why it didn't make the cut for graduation. I don't feel like it, it fits in into that album at all. Um, and again, through the wire, and all falls down, both in there. So I want to backtrack for a second because maybe we should have talked about this right off the bat. But I want to quickly discuss from you guys now that we know your top songs and why you picked them what got you into Kanye West in the first place and keeps you interested so when when the college dropout came out I was 16 years old and I think that's that is um, you know sort of that 14 to 16 year old range I think is the time where you really start to take music and film and just art in general really seriously and I remember that was the first album where I felt like um, the college dropout was, was the first album where it was um, the songs were playing on the radio. Um, there was such depth to that song, and um, the production was amazing. And yeah. I remember, you know, previously to that, um, Jay Z's "The Blueprint" was probably my favorite rap mm-hmm. album. And 
not even knowing that Kanye had produced most of the songs on that album, and having that that same Rockefeller sound on College Dropout was incredible. And I think that um, oh, and in addition, the fact that he was pulling in Talib Kweli, Mostef, Freeway, Jay Z, Ludacris, all my favorite people were on that album. Just that mix of amazing production, depth to the lyrics, um, how different it was to rap music at the time, and the fact that it was still. I mean, it was still something you could play in your car with the windows down. Yeah. Was just, it was perfect, and I think it just hit me at the right moment to where I, I've had such an affinity for Kanye West ever since because you can't, it was almost like a first love in music, you know? Yeah. What about you, Jared? So I'm coming at it from a different angle. I grew up in a, a, a strict, conservative, Christian background, and I was 16, 15 or 16 when it came out, and it was actually speaking to some cool social things that, you know, I hadn't been, um, I hadn't been, I hadn't seen in rap. So this was my chance to sort of rebel, but also, you know, have that, you know, social good aspect. Um, not that it's really socially good, but he's speaking to things that most people can relate to, not just, you know, it's not gangster rap. So I think the whole backpack rap, um, that's the whole that's the whole conversation is the whole backpack rapper like that's what I uh, latched on to and I've sort of tapered off as I've said since then but would you say what would you say the reasons for that would be I mean rap I, I like rap I like Talib Kweli I like most deaf and and I just think it's he, Kanye's become too egotistical I mean it's it's just not my flavor um but that album is by far my favorite. Um, and I, so I started high, and the next album started going a little lower. And the next start, I mean, just so slowly it, it, tapered it decreased off. Yep. from mm-hmm. College Dropout. That's yep. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my story is pretty similar to Brock. I've, I've written about it at length, so I'm not going to belabor it here. But, uh, you know, grew up listening to hip hop, was fading away while I was in college. Um, and around 2004, when I was kind of at my lowest point with the genre, uh, is when the college dropout came out and completely just it brought me back. It's a it's an old school hip hop album with brilliant sampling, brilliant production and song structure, and it's placed within the context of relevant current pop music. He somehow blended these two without sacrificing or catering really to either audience, which was something pretty incredible at the time. The fact that convinced me like there's hope for hip hop because at the time. The genre was leaning so far towards pop and trying so hard to cross over that, in my mind, just anything important and anything that I love so dearly about the genre was going to go out the window. But College Dropout, I feel like, salvaged that. And it really did. When you look at now of like how many different people have come along that have been able to kind of follow that same sort of thought pattern, um, it's really amazing. You look at guys like Kendrick Lamar who are doing that same thing, have, have respect and a pop sense but they're making hip-hop that's true to its roots, and I, I really love that. And also, uh, with Jared's point, I, I really love the social impact of the college dropout. Um, you know, just especially, just like All Falls Down is such a high song on each of our lists. Not only is there incredible sampling, um, and the song is just a beautiful song, but there's just a, you can see Kanye's heart coming through that song and what he cares about, which is why um, I really enjoy it. Um, so we talked to... Brock about the reasons that 808s and Heartbreak is his least favorite and and Jared I, are you so you're saying that you didn't really get into Yeezus 
but you're still placing it at the bottom of your list of Kanye albums based on what you do know. Is that, yeah, is that a fair I, assessment? I just don't know enough or haven't listened to enough about it. I will give Blood on the Leaves. That probably would have been in my top five had I you know, spent some decent time with Interesting. Jesus. I really, really like that song. Yeah. It's funny because Blood on the Leaves, I feel like, is probably the most polarizing song on Jesus. You could talk to a lot of different people and got a, get a lot of different reactions. I didn't know what to think the first time I heard it. Um, so it's kind of interesting. And I've I've been struggling. Brock and I have been talking a little bit about making an album list. And it's so difficult because I feel like depending on my mood or what I'm into at the day, it completely changes the way I would rank them. So we're going to get to that because we've we've found out how to rank the albums. There's There's no way around this. And just for clarity, there were a few Watch the Throne songs that made it on the list, and Jared included a couple of songs from Good Music, um, but they didn't really rank enough to really make an impact. <laughs> I, I had trouble, I don't know about you guys, I had trouble putting what, ranking Watch the Throne within this because I was focused so much on Kanye's solo material that I felt like I, I wasn't doing a, a good job of sure. like figuring out where Watch the Throne even fits. I don't know. What are your same thoughts? way, I, w- I feel the same way with with the Good Music album and the Good Friday songs that came out. Um, they do stand alone. There are some great songs, but it is awkward because you feel like every album um, that Kanye's done as a solo artist has a um, a real purpose to it. Yes, and I feel like Watch the Throne is the great arena rock rap album, but it just doesn't have the same. Um, singularity to it that some of the Kanye albums have makes it a little hard to judge the songs um, because you don't feel like they're tied to the same um, to the same guy yeah well since it's not going to make a lot of sense to go through all 20 songs in each person's list I want to jump to this where basically this is not the power rankings for the albums it actually fell different than it is here and I'll explain that in a moment but the song count by album which is a list that compiled all of the songs and all of the lists um, to rank which albums have the most songs on the list. So number one was The College Dropout. And that, that's not surprising, hearing everything that was just said at this table. I think that makes sense. There's a lot of great songs in that album. It was a tie at number two between Graduation and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. College Dropout had 13 songs. Those two albums each had 10 songs, um, which was interesting as well. Um, and then Late Registration, 808s and Heartbreak, and Yeezus all tied with seven songs apiece. So that rang, rounds out the... Uh, um, the albums by song count. Jared, I want to I'm going to follow up with something you said a minute ago just because I'm interested. What are your thoughts on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Because that's an album Brock and I have had a lot of conversations about and I think you're going to make a point that I'm going to be able to argue against so I want to hear your thoughts on the album. I think he's setting you up. No, I think I think it's just where I, not where I was in my life like so introspective, but like that's where like I'm declining on my Kanye West, you know, love affair. That is sort of, I don't care about this album. Nothing really jumped out and grabbed me. Um, And so what are your thoughts about the content of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? I like, I mean, I like the songs. Um, I like what he did, bringing all those people together. But eh, it was just, I was already done with him. Not done with him, but I was already, you know, I loved College Dropout. I loved graduation. I loved 808s and heartbreak. Okay. And this seemed different. Um, it wasn't the Kanye that I loved. Does that's that make interesting. Sense? That's very interesting that you say that. I was at I think a very similar point when this album came out. Um, 808s was just not what I was like. I said not what I was feeling from Kanye. 
Um, he seemed to be a little untethered to reality at the time. And when this album first came out, I hated it. I gave it a few listens and I put mm-hmm. it away for months and then only sort of came back and, and was able to unpack a lot of the, the thoughts and the songs, was able to dive a little bit deeper into the contents. And um, just, I mean, that's an unbelievably well-produced album. And the more you listen to it, the more spins it gets, the more apparent um, just the genius and the, and, yep. and, and the content become, you know, it becomes more and more apparent. Yeah, I'm, I've already said Call Jacques is my favorite album, but I was speaking with someone recently in which I was saying, I think that years from now when we look back, My Beautiful Dark Twist of Fantasy will be remembered as an album in this decade, in this time, that's going to have stood the test of time. There's so many people that were involved in the orchestration of that album, and it's such a, you listen to it, it's if you don't wrestle with that album, you're doing it wrong. You know, I th- I don't know any. It's a it is, it's so conflicting. I don't know how else to explain it, but there's a beauty inside it. I've always found that there is a um, a pretty clear comparison to be made between late registration and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Oh, I'm really interested to get your your opinion on this, um, because those albums. Um, are sort of like the two kitchen sink albums mm-hmm. where he's it seems like he is cramming in every production idea he had for a couple of years and he wants I mean those albums just sound they're gorgeous I mean, they sound incredible and it seems like um, he, he goes in several different directions to me the bit where they diverge um, is the content yeah and I'm and I would say in some ways late registration um, the content is better and more serious and less personal. I'm wondering mm. um, what you think about that. I think the exact opposite. I think you're dead on in the content conversation. Late registration is too scattered for me. There's some good individual songs in there, but I don't feel like the whole album, the college dropout, I felt like there was a point to be made. I could walk away and have a, a thesis of what Kanye had given of what that album was about. I don't get that feeling with late registration. You obviously do with my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy in that we're looking at the the depths of Kanye's soul. He's spilling out his flaws um, and opening himself up to, you know, just kind of sharing his story, which is something that I think all of us can relate to. So I wrote an article at the time. I was asked to write an article on that album when it released. And I remember struggling with it because the question is, Okay, so Kanye, you've you've opened up your soul to us here, and now we see you know the deepest, darkest depths of who you are. What are we supposed to take away from this? How much of that one should we be allowed to know about or allowed to enjoy? Because it's not it's not pretty stuff. And so, if you, "Hell of a Life" is a song. It's number eight on my list. It wasn't on either of your lists. I don't hear people talk about it. That is a incredible song to me. It like the whole first you know seven-eighths of the song is the celebration of lust and recklessness and living, you know, one hell of a life only to be turned at the at the very end of the song and the meaning completely changes of, like, this is a hell of a life. And that song kind of captured for me what the whole album was of, like, him struggling with his own celebrity and lifestyle and that, oh, it feels so good, it's so great, but I am absolutely empty and dead inside. And I think whether you're talking about celebrity, whether you're talking about anything at all, that's something that all of us can identify with. I feel like, at least I can. Um, The movie Black Swan had come out pretty close to then, which kind of followed 
a similar thought process of someone who's wanting so bad to be a part of this Swan Lake uh, ballet that, that she spirals down further and further and we have to watch it. Right. And so you come away from that movie like, should I take gratification or enjoyment out of watching that? Because it's really dark and I don't feel right for that character. But the story itself is worth the telling. And that's the way I feel about My Beautiful Dark Twist of Fantasy and why it's better to me than Late Registration. And you can just tell by the production quality on all of Kanye's albums that you're watching someone um, with compulsive behavior work art, very similar to what you're watching in Black Swan. So yep. you almost feel like you, whether or not you enjoy it, you sort of have to step back and say, oh, I know where this is going. And it's very clear why, why we arrive at, at my yeah. beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. So that content, from based on what you said a minute ago, it it's still... it's. It's bothersome, or it's it's difficult to swallow. It's or... not at all bothersome. Um, I love that album. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. I would agree. Um, late registration. When you look at crack music, when you look at diamonds from Sierra Leone, when you look at heard him say, um, there is more social political commentary that, um, as a seventeen year old, was resonating me more resonating with me more at the time. That's why. Um, as beautiful of a personal tone poem as my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is, just as a person, um, the content of latest registration is always going to speak to me more clearly. Okay, that's fair. I would probably second that that most recent comment that he just said. Yeah. I mean, to, to not to um, focus too much on one song that's number 16 on my list, um, but I, I just, I absolutely love the song Crack Music, and I think it's such a, um, when you get to the uh, spoken word poet at the end that's kind of explaining like we're introducing this music to your kids and we're kind of in control now that's such a powerful amazing song I just I absolutely love that song yeah there's a there's definitely a lot going on there um, I think and really again we're seeing here is just a it's a preference in personality it's a preference in what you're looking for gosh I don't even know I don't, I don't know how much there's so many strange yeah, things there. It, it just seems like you know, you know with all art you're always just uploading your your the complete experiences of your life and your ideas and trying to see what reflects in the mirror and I think one of the like probably more than any other pop artist what Kanye allows you to do is to go he goes in so many different directions that more people are able to see what they want to see in the mirror um, and that's why I think certain albums resonate with certain people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're bringing a lot of ourselves like of our personalities our psychosis into this and that's that's interesting to think about as we were or as I was definitely picking the songs like why the heck did I just pick that song like did I pick it because y'all thought I'd be cool or did I pick it because like at that point in my life that song like clicked with me because of xxx like whatever yeah. so it's 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 interesting to talk about this podcast got deep all it's, of a it's sudden. It's really, <laughs> you know, I've never really been this introspective about music, but I am loving it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the mm-hmm. point. Um, so before we jump into the breaking down the definitive top ten songs, I want to get a response from you again. We talked about this in private. I want you to share it with the public. Why Monster, which I think is one of the greatest hip-hop songs of at least the last decade, if not more, did not make your top 20 Kanye West songs list. It's a, it's a hard one. It's hard to defend that choice because it is a great song. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just um, maybe the content isn't... Um, isn't. I don't know. It's such an aggressive song. It's such a great 
powerful just stomp. You know, it's a great. I don't know. It's it's a hard to say why it didn't make my list. I think it didn't make like my list because Kanye's got a lot of great songs, and there were twenty one. There were twenty yeah. songs that were better. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair point. But before just before we go into the power rankings, can I just say that um, um, I think it's like clearly an outrage what's happened here. Just the <laughs> fact that late registration is tied. Um, or no, sorry, graduation is tied with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Um, sorry, are we going to go into the power rankings or? Well, we're going to go to the songs. I'm going to finish your thought. Okay, I mean this is so we so we. We've got College Dropout here, number one, definitive, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Graduation is a far inferior album to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Inferior. Absolutely. Great album. Um, a lot of very simple, a lot of, you know, very, you know, more um, simplistic beats, um, sort of more, sort of more pop. I think it was an album that had been inspired by his. Uh, promoting late registration and touring with U2. He really kind of wanted his first yeah. kind of arena, arena rap album. Um, and then you look at Yeezus, which which is probably my third or fourth favorite Kanye album, and that's near the bottom. It just mm. yeah. doesn't do it for me. Well, let me explain this. One, again, the song count by album does not necessarily reflect the power ranking, the power rankings of the albums, um, although we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But Graduation was swung hard by Jared. Whoa. Um, it's not an indictment. I'm just explaining dro- something. Dropping bombs on you me. Had, you had a lot of... I had three. You had... Listen. I'm listening. Sorry. <laughs> you, but look at where you ranked him. I feel you. That's gonna. That's what's going to impact the power rankings is you have Bittersweet Poetry, a song that neither of us would put in our top 50 Kanye songs ranked at number one. Everything I Am is ranked number three, which is also a song that didn't appear on any of our lists. Do you so think, that swung the pendulum a little bit. Do you bit. think that John Mayer would put this on his top 20 no. songs that I he... No, his top, if John Mayer had to make a, um, a list of the top 20 rap appearances he's made, do you think that this song would make his top 20 list? No, and I'm going to de- defend this song because it's just like that point in time in my life, like... No one. It goes to the point that no one else was listening to that song. I was the only one. Like it was my special Kanye. Like I saw the YouTube clip of him on Def Jam Poetry. Like I heard the song. Like no one else was listening to that song. So I put it as one because I felt special putting it as one. And that's fine. And while that did affect our, you know, the album listings. The song, the way this, the top ten songs, which is what we're going to talk about right now, came out, I thought was really interesting because we, so when we, I assigned a score for all these, each top 20 song that we did, and what happened is there were two songs that stuck out way above the rest. Now, for what was left over, we did a secret voting amongst the rest of the songs that were left over that still were eligible for the top ten, and those secret that secret survey filled out the rest of the top 10. So we'll run through them right now. And Bittersweet Poetry did not make the top 10 specifically because of the secret survey. So number one was All Falls Down. We've already talked about that. It's clear why that's there. Number two, Through the Wire. There you go. One, two, we both love college, or we all three love College Dropout. We love both those songs. There they are. Number three was Stronger, another song that we talked about and seemed to be popular amongst everybody. It wasn't on your list, Jared. I still love it. Yeah, it's hard to deny how Mm -hmm. good of a song that is. Um, Number four, this was the shocker. I'm still, I just looked down again and I'm surprised again. Welcome to Heartbreak. Broke the top five, it landed at number four. 
And mostly because in the secret survey, Brock didn't throw it under the bus like I thought that he was going to. And that's what allowed it to climb that far. So that was really interesting. It's a very good song. And it's another <laughs> one that when you look at 808s and Heartbreaks, it's another one that's a contender for the list. It just, like Monster, just wasn't good enough to, to, to crack my top 20. Um, number five um, was Monster. Um, and that's, I think it's kind of the same situation, <laughs> obviously. Uh, number six was The Good Life. I'm glad that made it on there. I think that, that made a lot of sense. Um, number seven was the surprise that leapt in at the end, Blood on the Leaves, because Jared heard it. Um, and he, <laughs> Such a juvenile I am. <laughs> I apologize, everyone, for not listening to Jesus. I'm fine with it being in the top ten, by the way. I, I, I have no problem with it at all. Number eight, Never Let Me Down. Um, that was one that was on my list pretty high up. I don't think either of you included it on your list. I have it at number nine. Oh, you do? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense then. But I, that's a really great song. That's uh, my. Yeah, it was my number two song, second favorite on the album. I just love it. Um, number nine, Everything I Am, is a really surprise. I'm trying to decide. I think that might be my biggest surprise song in the top ten for sure. I'm, I'm not even sure how it happened, but there it is. And number ten, Runaway. So. Um, that ranks out our top ten songs. Any of you guys want to follow up on anything else there? I will say, Bittersweet Poetry and Everything I Am are very similar to themselves. Only like, one is good and one no, is not well, good. Well, I, I think you probably would both agree that they're both not good. Oh, no. I think I, they sound... I'm I fine think, with Everything I Am. I just am surprised that it's a top ten album. But they're, they're just song, so similar sorry. to me. Like, just, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not good enough to explain why they're so similar, but to me, they're brother songs. That's a thing. <laughs> they are brother songs. Well, I, I completely disagree with you. I um, I guess maybe I haven't given Bittersweet Poetry its uh, fair shake, but I will say um, when Everything I Am turns in that third verse and he starts to focus on Chicago crime, mm -hmm. that was kind of the first time we had seen Kanye really dive into it that way. And it's pretty amazing, which is something that's popped up in songs since then. So I really love the end of that song, and I think it's a pretty quality track. It just didn't have, didn't, didn't resonate with me like the, some yeah. of the other social Same here. Ones. Just to be clear, I, I have no problems with the song. I, I think that if I, I'm surprised to see it on a top ten song songs list for Kanye West. So those are the songs, and now all of this data was compiled into the definitive power rankings for Kanye West albums. So we'll go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, number seven, Watch the Throne snuck in there because it had some songs on the list, but I'm just going to throw it out. I don't think it belongs in these <laughs> power rankings. Fair. Not because it's bad or something. I like Watch the Throne, but I think based on everything we've discussed, it doesn't really belong in this discussion. So we can go ahead and scratch that. Number one is not a surprise. It's College Dropout by a fairly large margin. And uh, from there, it drops down to number two and number three, which was a really close race, but to Brock's delight, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy prevailed. I completely agree with that. I believe that should be the second album on the list, and it is. Number three is Graduation. So let's let's stop right there, and Brock, I want, I want to get your your reflections on sure. that. Sure. Well, I think I got confused earlier about power rankings and song count, <laughs> um, but it's this is still, this is kind of, this is pretty much an outrage. The fact that you've got Yeezus uh, as the last ranking album. Well, we're going to oh, get sorry. to that. <laughs> it's okay. I've been jumping the gun on, on the power rankings. Um, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I, again, like I said, 
Um, that's that's night and day versus graduation. Graduation is a good album. It's a good pop album. Some nice, wonderful songs on there. My beautiful dark, um, twisted fantasy is going to be in a museum one day. Those are not comparable. I'm glad that that one's above the other, but just the fact that the score is that close. The fact that it was we should close still be enough. pretty pissed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I understand. I think it's a taste thing, and I think that here's the reason it happened. You love stronger. We all you know, stronger is a song that ranked well um, and so was good life and because of the rank of those two songs being so high in different lists that swung it for graduation to climb up now the, and i'm going to explain why in a second so number four is 808s and heartbreak which i'm happy about i love the album um brock doesn't like it we already talked about that i'm happy that it, it's at least number four number five late registration number six Jesus. now here's the problem and here's why these albums ranked at the bottom of the power rankings you ready for this i'm ready get ready to have your mind blown so late registration and Jesus, where their songs rank on our lists is almost always in the bottom half their song they have songs that went into the top 20 but most of those songs didn't break our top 10 with a few exceptions so because those songs individually are going to be ranked lower than songs like Stronger and Good Life or ranked in top half of lists, that's what made the difference. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Um, and looking at it, I can. You, there's a lot of late registration in particular scattered by the bottom. Yeah. Um, and I'm just fascinating. This is kind of a, um, not to skew, not to go off on a tangent, I'm Fascinated by the fact that Gold Digger is on your list. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That is such a um, dumb song. I just that is that's probably near the, the bottom to me. Of, of but it's fun songs. though. It is fun. It is I fun. Like, but it's. I went through and listened to all of our songs. I was I was feeling that one. Yeah, it, it took me back. Yeah, it took me back too. It's I'm, a it's a nostalgic thing. It is. You know, I'm not going to argue its aesthetic merits as much as like. It's a song that I enjoyed back in the day, and I still listen to, and I listen to late registration, and so it, it made it on the hey, list. You, you know. know, to each of their own. That's, I, that's I think it's more—it's more fair for me to have Gold Digger at number seventeen than for you to not have Monster listed in the top. You're 20. not going to let that go. I can see it. But you <laughs> well, know what? because I think it—it it matters. It could be worse. You could have Bittersweet Poetry at number oh. one. So as long as you didn't do that. <laughs> that is such—it's my baby. <laughs> that I is true. My, I've got John Mayer. Adam Levine, I am a pop fiend, and I apologize for that. I am probably the reason graduation is so high, and I really, I'm, I'm just a pop guy, yeah. more so than I am a hip hop. You guy. and I helped 808s and Heartbreak hit that number four ranking because we both enjoy mm-hmm. the album a lot. I realize I get what it is. I didn't like it when it came out either. It's an album that I've been revisiting and falling. It's it's been a process, you know. Sometimes there's love at first sight. Sometimes it takes a while. You got to spend some time, get to know it a little bit. That's been my experience with 808s and Heartbreak. And when I look back on it now and I consider the place he was in in his life, I don't know, it just makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not a front-to-back, just amazing album, but it's it's really good. I've always felt like 808s and Heartbreaks is someone um, in the midst of so much pain that they're not able to um, explore what he was really feeling at the time and it sounds a little too polished and a little too nice for me whereas i think that um and this is i'm in the minority on this opinion that jesus is is the fully realized breakup album that is him in love Mm. looking back at this 
horrible experience he had in his life back in 2008 and saying, this is everything that I went through. This are the ups and downs. This is point A to point B, which is not something that he could see when he was making 808s and heartbreaks. And that may be one of the reasons why um, I didn't like it as much. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would tend to agree with you. And I think this is, again, that same deal about Kanye West, these conversations. I agree with the point you're making. I just land on a different side of it. I completely agree with what you say. However, because they're so sonically different, that's that's where it is. You know, Yeezus is an album that I can't just casually put on and listen to. Like, you know, I have to be in the mood to sit down and experience right. a full thing. I have to experience the full Yeezus. It's I, not Sunday know? picnic music uh, <laughs> you know, out with the kids. Right. So, yeah, it's... I. Man, that's that may have been the best point that was made this whole podcast. I and, love that. And to that point, I think we've talked about production value, and then Brock talked about you know Kanye's compulsiveness. I I think I I don't know a lot about Kanye and how he you know produces his music and the whole process, but I think 808s and Heartbreak was done was made very quickly, like com- almost compulsively quick, like within months, like very short term. And I think you can see that in the whole album. As opposed to, like you were saying, Jesus, where it's a completion of everything he wanted to deliver. I think there were some really, um, from a production side, Jesus is a was a very deliberate, um, purposeful album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how 808s and, and Heartbreaks were made was made, um, but I do know that the lyrical content on Jesus was done very, very yes. quickly, and that is one of the. Um, biggest downsides of the album is there's just some sloppy writing on the yeah, album. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's another reason that it falls so far for me. And didn't Rick Rubin say that yep. two days away from the album being due, Kanye was still scribbling down lyrics? That, yeah. that was hard for me to swallow. I I don't know why that happened, but you can feel it when you listen to the absolutely. album. That's, that's what puts it a little lower for me. Um, so yeah, so there it is, the power rankings, the definitive, if you ever want to know, the, the, <laughs> in order, College Dropout, Beautiful Doors, fan, Twisted Fantasy, Graduation, 808s and Heartbreak, Late Registration, and Yeezus. I'm really glad that we, we got this all nailed down. And we've been going almost 45 minutes, and I still feel like we have so much more to talk about. <laughs> but we're going to have to, we're going to stop here. And I, I don't know, I think we should do, at some point, a Kanye West discussion part two and dig into some of this a little bit deep. We're, we t- we tried to talk about service level stuff, and we couldn't even help it. Like we went so much deeper than I think any of us thought we would. So this has been the my beautiful dark twisted fantasy of podcasting. I think I would agree. <laughs> yeah, it's been dark. <laughs> all right. Well, Brock and Jared, I want to thank you for one taking all the time to make up these lists, and then coming on the podcast to talk about. It. I think it's been a blast. Thanks for doing that. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Kyle. Otherwise, it would just be me sending out random emails to people about Kanye West bliss. So and but. me and me just listening to nothing on Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you've been listening to the official "It's All Dead" podcast. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes while you're there. Give us a rating. Tell us what you think, and uh, come to itsalldead.com for the most up-to-date music news and features you will find on the internet. We're signing out. It's all dead. Kyle Hawk. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the official It's All Dead podcast. You can download our podcast at iTunes and find exclusive music news and content at www.itsalldead.com.